This is another MP3 podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle, Australia. We're talking travel on 2NURFM 103.7. Thanks to our sponsor, Travel World on King and Sally Lucas. Joining me, Jane Klein. Sally, um, are you planning a holiday yourself? Well, yes, funnily enough I am, and um, with not a lot of notice, but um, our son has just flown up to Western Australia this week to get a job, hopefully, with an airline company. Um, he's a qualified pilot now in Kununurra, so we're going to head up there around Easter and do a bit of the Kimberley and Darwin and... Check out the area. And we need a break. So I just thought we'd talk about today, we all need a break in our lifestyle. It's a lot faster and pacier than it ever has been. People are more stressed and probably more medications than they should be. Um, But if you have a holiday, that's going to help relieve a lot of your woes. And I think it was just an interesting article I was reading about in the Sydney Morning Herald, and I was a bit sad when I read it. I thought, oh, maybe we should just talk about this a little bit, that 80% of Australians in this particular um, study they did felt like they'd never left home in the first place after about a week of, you know, getting back, back 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 into work Mm -hmm. and so on. So while a lot of travellers have good intentions, they, you know, craving a holiday that lets them sort of switch off and unwind, they return to the daily grind and then they just feel like they're just back into their hectic lifestyle and the holiday hasn't maybe rewarded them. Where's the benefit? Yes. So, so what do we do? Well, there was a life coach gave her opinion on this and she says why most people lose their holiday mojo, as she calls it, so quickly. It's because they undertake a holiday that doesn't fulfil them properly. So it's really helpful and and important, not just helpful, important, that you plan your holiday so carefully. And not just, you know, the wife rushing in because the husband's busy, which is often the case, where he says, oh, you just handle it, you you book it. I think you've both got to have, you know, a, a most important part of designing and planning that holiday so that you both get the most out of it. Um, and I think you should consider the destinations that, you, that you're going to, um, whether you want an interactive holiday experience um, or whether it's just going to be a relaxed, you know, an on-the-go. And also, I think it's all right to have these little weekend breaks and mini breaks occasionally, but we all need a long break in our working year. And I think you do need to take at least a three-week break to really unwind. So... We're just sort of thinking now, what can we do to help people get on the right track to make sure they get the most out of their holiday and, you know, make you maybe reconnect with with yourselves, with each other, um, with with the environment. And I think most of us do want more an outdoor-style holiday, or most Australians, I think, generally are looking at open spaces still, exploring, but, you know, in, in a countryside manner. But... I mean, I think the thing is, recharge your batteries regularly, I agree, um, in short term, but do be realistic when you start planning a holiday. Um, allow plenty of time, for example, even just to pack and be organised, so you're not at 2am the night before still packing, trying to find where you can fit your boots into your suitcase for your walking tour or whatever, you know. Um, plan ahead so that you have things in the house when you come home so that you can, there's pasta or something that you could cook up a meal and you get home, oh gosh, I've got to rush out to the supermarket. Um, arrive home so that you'd have at least a day up your sleeve before you go back to work or two. You know, catch up on sleep. Yes, I mean, it's even if it's just washing, which sounds boring, but these things have to be done to get yourself in readiness to get back into your work lifestyle again, um, and ease you back into yourself back into work. You know, don't think you've got to answer every phone message and email day one. You know, just look at the most urgent ones and and treat them first. 
uh, and keep the spirit of your holiday alive. Like you have a photo or something that's a knick-knack that reminds you, you think, oh, wow, yeah, that was absolutely fantastic. So you keep that holiday feel going a little bit longer. Um, so yeah. look at your photos lots. Absolutely. And get them printed off and write your notes, you know, alongside your photographs before you forget. It's so easy to do that. And I've talked to so many people that I still haven't done the photos. I've been back three months. You'll, you'll forget. Do you keep a travel diary when you go away? Sorry? I sometimes do. If it's a longer trip, I do. Um, or even just little notes on the itinerary. Like I'll write little notes to remind me a jog rather than a full diary, but something that just jogs my memory, yes. That certainly helps with labelling photographs. It certainly does. Otherwise, you, you do forget. You know, you're going through a country, you might be looking at various different temples, and you think, oh, gosh, which one was that? You know, because some of them are so similar, especially once you go with, like, Thailand like I did. You know, if you, if you don't write it down, and I used to write it on the itinerary because I knew I'd get those photos back, I'd think, oh, gosh, you know, which one? And give yourself, like, even a night off. Don't watch TV. Um, have a candlelit dinner, um, read a book, go back over your photos, um, learn to relax, you know, um, if you've got to do yoga or tai chi or something. But really plan your holiday carefully, I guess is what I'm saying, and, and give it its just desserts because you're spending a lot of money on a holiday, uh, really, as a general rule of thumb. I mean, you're on a longer holiday, so you want to make sure you definitely get what you need out of that holiday. Get the most of it. Absolutely. How to enjoy your holiday to the full afterwards as well as beforehand. Exactly. And you are FM 103.7. We're talking travel. Now, Sally, uh, there's some interesting news for cruise people. There is, and for particularly for non-smoking cruise people. Um, P&O Cruise is introducing the first stage of a new smoking policy in line with Australian regulations um, to hopefully improve their passengers' cruising experience. The first phase will eliminate smoking from all cabins, private balconies and suites on board the Pacific Dawn and the Pacific Sun. Um, it's commencing, well, this this month, February, and um, and also it will be induce, introduced in phases. But in the event that they find evidence of smoking, people will be uh, charged a cleaning fee of $300 and that will be charged to their passengers' onboard account. So, you know, whether you it's think you've been clever or not, it's a bit of a deterrent anyway, isn't it? But there's nothing worse than going into, a, as we know, a motel room or a cabin if there's been a previous person in that smoked. You, you just don't seem to be able to eradicate the smell completely. Are these for cruises in Australian waters? Or? Yes, this is for cruises in Australian waters, yes, mm-hmm. to start with. Now, whether it will come into all vessels, but of course, I mean, other countries have got different regulations, but we're just complying, or they are, with the, the Australian regulations. Mm. So there you go. Um, now, Air Canada. Air Canada, Airline News. Yes. yes, Airline News. It has got the first non-stop service, Sydney to Vancouver. And Australians love Canada with a passion. So I think they'll particularly, and they particularly love the West, the Rockies, and then going up the Inside Passage to Alaska. So it's just fantastic now to think that we can get there without having to go via an American port with all the hoo-ha now with security and clearance. Like, even if you're not stopping, you've still got to go through all that and all your luggage comes off the plane in Honolulu and goes back on. And So, I mean, it's been a bit of a hassle, to be quite honest. So this is wonderful now that we have got this direct service. And also, to make it even better, um, it shaves, number one, more than three hours off the journey, but also it's brand-new aircraft they're using now. So they've upgraded their fleet, which is fantastic, because a lot of the Air Canada fleet was getting a bit tired. But these are brand new 777 aircraft, which is your, your big jumbo. And for economy class passengers, this means that they've got new personal entertainment systems, which they didn't have before, um, a seat width of 47 centimetres and a seat pitch of 
81 centimetres, which is quite generous. Um, your seating configuration is 333, so you've got no more than one person either side. The old days with the four in the middle, you know, with the jumbos. So, yes, and they're part of the Star Alliance group, so that will help them, I think, in that around world airline uh, system that they'll be able to offer a type of aircraft that is equivalent to a lot of the other partners in the Star Alliance program like Singapore Airlines etc who have got very updated aircraft. So it's really a milestone for them and that they've really really upgraded and refurbished and of course they've got the usual now with the wonderful business you know beds and seats and so on and lovely pillows and Dunas and all that sort of thing if you're upgrading to that. So just to let people know now, at least we have that direct service, which is so wonderful. So that flies without setting down anywhere. Between. Exactly. Wow. It seems across the Pacific in one go. In one go. One leap and bound. Exactly. Mm. So that's a bit of good news for us. Um, and I just want to mention too, with the wet nearly finished, we hope, up north. I mean, it's been a big year of wet for us all down south as well. But um, the season starts in April in, in Northern Territory and Western Australia, of course. This is their build-up. I don't know if everyone's seen it, but the ads for the Kimberley and the Broome region have just been in every paper every day, you know, obviously trying to take advantage of the fact that season's about to start um, and hopefully I'll be going up there as I said and hopefully I'll come back with some first hand stories, stories mm. about Kadanara and the big wild west out there but the GAN is a wonderful journey too I just thought I'd mention that, if you want to do that from Darwin to Adelaide, you can just do that leg or you can go Darwin Alice Springs vice versa of course and you can connect if you wish um, between Adelaide and Sydney then on the Indian Pacific but the trains don't actually connect same day, you just have to have an overnight in Adelaide if you wanted to do that the other thing they've got now, though, they've upgraded and put on what they call private carriages now. They've got, like, the Prince of Wales carriage. So if you've got a family or a group, you can actually book out your whole own carriage, hmm. which you have sort of proper four twi- uh, twin cabins. It sleeps up to ten people, four twins and uh, two singles. And you've actually got, you know, like a proper little bathroom and, you know, en suite. So it's not as um, cramped, if you'd like, as the normal little squeeze in, if you can, into the little um, shower and toilet you would get normally, um, which is on the gold kangaroo service. Then they've got what they call red kangaroo service, which still gives you a cabin, but you have shared facilities. And then for the, ho- the poor old backpackers who can't afford very much, you've got the seat. But I don't. I suppose it's a reclines a bit, of course. But I mean, if that's the only way you can afford to do it, well, that's you that's what you do, isn't it? And you can still get that wonderful experience of travelling on the GAN. So everyone out there who's thinking of going north, it's about to open up with a vengeance, and there's just so much you can do out west and up north. the The range of product, as you know, Jane, from the little bit you've done up there, is just fantastic. Whether you want to rough it, whether you want to do it with luxury accommodation, small group touring, large group touring, you know. Beautiful cruises. Fabulous it, area. Yeah, mm. just the most spectacular looking area in this, this part of our country, I reckon. And um, I'm so, so looking forward to getting up there. So everyone else, get out there, enjoy our own country. And that's Talking Travel for today. Thank you, Sally Lucas. Thank you, Jane. And we'll be back next Friday after the 1 o'clock news. Talking Travel on 2NURFM 103.7.